I'm Marcy Lundy. Today is Tuesday, July 4th, 2023, and this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. What the Cult of Kindness podcast is, is a masterclass for those of us that are on a kindness journey. Perhaps you feel as though you've never been kind, but you're looking for a bit of a refresher course, or perhaps you're skeptical about being kind because you don't want your kindness taken for weakness. Or you may feel as though you've never been kind, but you understand the difference that kindness makes in the world and you want to give it a try. It is for all of you. It is for all of us. Like I always say, I'm on the kindness journey right along with you. This week, we'll close out on the book of the month for June, Peace Under All Circumstances by Matthew Brownstein. I want to thank Matthew again for being a guest on the podcast this past June. Uh, This book is really a wonderful, what I refer to as resource for life. So let's get into questions six through 10. Number six, have I suffered enough? A significant reason why you continue to suffer is that you are often unwilling to let something go that you still feel you need. When you answer, yes, I have suffered enough, you allow change to occur in the direction of freedom from suffering. In that moment, you allow compassion and love for yourself to enter into the equation. I found myself recalling a period of time when I was younger. And here's a bit of a clue. Whenever I say when I was younger, I am specifically referring to an era in my 20s. (laughs) So for about a two to four year period after what I always say was fully enjoying myself, uh, the realization was that I was fully enjoying myself at the expense of others, numerous others. And that would be what I refer to as the height of my mean girl years when I made the choice to step away from feeling, I should actually just say feeling period, because what happened was instead of leaning into kindness, I was transitioning into what I felt was a way of being able to cope. And it was. 
I mean, choosing to not give a shit was an easy coping mechanism. And honestly speaking, uh, not giving a shit as well as having tons of fun was fun. But here's the thing. Even though I was having fun, lots of fun, at the expense of others, once that was said and done, what ended up happening was settling back into who I truly was. That's the kind person, the person who feels. And I remember one morning being on the 405 on my way to work and feeling those feelings come back in. Uh, I had to, I needed to call someone and I it was like you know 7 50 in the morning let's say uh, and I called the person and I told them that I realized I had never said I was sorry and this was let's say six months to a year after the pinnacle of just being destructive, mean girl, Marcy. Okay. And, you know, I was my feelings. It was almost like if you stumped your toe and your toe goes numb. <laughs> I'm just realizing I'm using toes as references again. I was doing that uh, when I was making the ice cream references. But, Whatever, it it gets the point here. So if your toe is numb or let's say your whole foot falls asleep, we know that feeling when our foot comes back to life, if you will. It's tingly, it's irritating, it's just not right. So as those feelings were coming back in for me, uh, and I called the person and I told them I'd realized that I had not apologized in my feelings. Here I am. And the person on the other end of the phone, they said, well, that's because you weren't sorry. So that hurt because sadly I was not sorry at the time at the time of doing it no I wasn't but when I made that call I was And something that I think that Matthew Brownstein does a really 
good job in the book of explaining here is the realization of our spirit, our soul being different from that which is our housing, our shell, our body. So when I was in my body, when I was in the ego, as he refers to it, uh, so disconnected from soul, from spirit. And when the feeling started to return, that's rough, that's harsh. So I completely understood the sentence of we still feel the need to suffer because until you make peace with what was done, you do feel the need to suffer but here's the thing you cannot create something and say oh I'll just make myself hurt for that because you know I still I need to suffer for that shit I did it doesn't really work that way remember that the guilty punish themselves. They think they are bad or did something bad and that they need to make up for their past transgressions. At first, this seems so deeply irrational, but we all do it to one degree or another. And I have to say, about 20 years later, it does seem deeply irrational. But just two years after doing those, creating those messes, those little fires, it didn't feel that way. So... I think if you're able to, from square one, be able to always be aware of who you are as soul, as spirit, and not as body and ego, you're in a really good spot. But I have to say that, you know, when I was a teenager, I... At age 15 or 16, had my first psychology class, and I knew right away what I wanted to do in life. Uh, I chose fun, ultimately, over college. But I must say that the experiences of life Uh, largely very largely helped me to today 
have this cult of kindness podcast. Not that college would not have helped, but what is going on here is I am speaking from experience. I'm hopping back on track. It's real. You know, what's within pages that you study when you go to school, also real. The experiences of life, though, you know, that's that's something else. I'm not just feeding you a bunch of words. This is real. And when in the beginning I say that I'm on the kindness journey right along with you, I am. I am sharpening my pencils. The lead broke at one point. The pencil still there. Still intact. But the pencil needs to be sharpened. Often we cannot make amends for what happened. And so we beat ourselves up for what happened in an attempt to rectify the past. We can always work to make the world a more comfortable place to live in. But regardless of our external circumstances, the real question still remains When will I allow myself to be at peace no matter what is happening? And when will I have suffered enough to simply let go and enjoy my life as it is? I think that it's just time. If you have the good fortune of not having to wait, (laughs) make amends, rectify the past, that's good fortune. But if you are healing, righting what is wrong, it's simply time and maturity and life experiences. We can always work to make the world a more comfortable place to live in. I love that. We're all works in progress. Question seven. Am I willing to let this go? Through letting go and releasing, I allow what is to be what is. As I reside in perfect peace and freedom. To do so, we have to let go of outside influences 
and inner emotions. Both are ever-changing phenomena. There is no peace in trying to repeat the past and present. Firstly, we cannot repeat the past. That already happened. We can admire it, loathe it, reenact it, but it has already happened. The present, well, hell, we're we're in it, so we cannot fine-tune it. We are literally in it, so what do we do there? We have to make sure we're in touch with spirit and soul. Or what have we learned here? Our soul and our spirit is always peace. So many of us strive for peace and freedom by trying to make the outside and inside comfortable places. Peace under all circumstances means that the outside and the inside can be just as they are and that you are okay with this. Like many, I enjoy a peaceful, zen-like home space and workspace. It feels good. It puts me at ease as I'm sure it puts you at ease and what we're learning here is that is good and that can be appreciated but the peace is inside of us at all times when we create a beautiful home space or workspace That's in addition to the peace that our spirit, our soul, is always in. As long as we are busy trying to create peace, then we will never realize that we are peace. True freedom is the freedom from desire. Being unconditionally okay does not mean that your internal state of mind and emotions will always feel good. That's really, really, really good. That's so honest. You know, we we are on our kindness and our self-kindness journey, but... The realization is that not every day is going to be perfect. If we have the peace, if we realize we are peace, that is what will help us get through on a level that is without extreme suffering 
or extreme strife. We cling to what makes us happy because we did not have happiness within. We strive for external freedom to do whatever we want because we do not feel free inside. And we try to make our environments virtually sterile in an attempt to find peace outside of ourselves. Okay, you know what's coming. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) And I'm going to say it again, guilty for myself. We cling to what makes us happy because we did not have happiness within. We strive for external freedom to do whatever we want because we do not feel free inside. And we try to make our environments virtually sterile in an attempt to find peace outside of ourselves. You know, I felt (laughs) as though I did a fairly good job this season of not crying too much on season three. I think only two other times. But this episode... Not so much. Not so much, but it's good. It is only when we know who we truly are that we truly discover freedom and peace. Again, what I think is so beautiful that Matthew Brownstein does in this book is help us to understand we are always peace when we are aware we are spirit we are soul and that the spirit is always at peace question 8 Am I coming from spirit or ego? Your consciousness either dwells in your spirit or in ego. The ego mind of you largely identifies with body, mind, and emotions. The true you, the spirit, is pure consciousness, easily able to let go of all that comes and goes, unchanged by the dramas of this changing world. Examples, 
how do I look in that outfit? What outfit am I going to wear? Does he like me? Does she like me? I feel like I've put on too much weight. I feel like I don't weigh enough. Ego, 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 ego. That is when we're feeling the attachment to body, our housing, our shell, the detachment from the soul, the spirit, that which is always at peace, not there when we're in such shallow questioning. If you are suffering, you're coming from ego. If you are looking for love outside of yourself, you are coming from ego. If you choose to live in spirit and consciousness, your internal state of peace will become unwavering. That's really nice. That's the goal. Question nine. What is my highest intention in this moment? Asking this question helps us to become rooted in a place of pure, pure peace, excuse me, allowing us to unravel from the faulty logic of our ego mind. Ask yourself, what do I want right now and why do I want it? When you can answer that question, then your happiness is conditional. That's... (laughs) When you can answer that question, then your happiness is conditional. You got that right. When you cannot answer the question, then your happiness is complete. It doesn't matter what your answer is. Just the fact that there is an answer to that question means that your happiness from wanting this thing will be Conditional. <laughs> Ooh. I think that a lot of people will sit with that. Because a lot of the times, what do we think is important? We think it is important to have the answers. This is teaching us that it is okay when in truth and honesty and peace, it's okay not to have the answer. 
When you honestly say, I simply want to feel love, peace, happy, or truly okay, then you cannot really say why. There is no real answer for this. You want to feel it because you are love. If your intention is to know peace, regardless of the external and internal world, and to simply live life to its fullest, you will not only know peace, but your life will continually improve. Again, that is the goal. The secret to peace is to know that life will continue on when you are living in peace. And the beauty is that it will only get better when you are. The only thing you really want is not a thing. It is the very peace of your soul. And it is already yours. Make knowing it your highest priority. Okay. Okay, I have to say that again. <laughs> I just have to say that again. The secret to peace is to know that life will continue on when you are living in peace. And the beauty is that it will only get better when you are. The only thing you really want is not a thing. It is the very peace of your soul. And it is already yours. Make knowing it your highest priority. So, <laughs> I said that again selfishly for me. If nothing else in this world, in this life, even amongst the most self-serving of the when I was youngers, <laughs> there was no running from or getting away from knowing the peace was my soul and it was already mine it was being used irresponsibly 
on purpose, intentionally, would I change it? I can't say I would. As within it, I indeed had fun. And you know what? I learned a lot of lessons that I use today. And that brings me to my peace, to my spirit, to my soul. That is what I give to all of you. And it feels really good. Question 10. Would I rather be right or would I rather be happy? (laughs) You can answer that. I would rather be right. But then ask, am I truly happy? If you answer no, but you insist on choosing to be right, then that is your choice. If you answer in spirit, As the soul, you can always let go and have no need to be right. You're only concerned with what is beneficial to keep experiencing more of your true nature as peace. Mm, I really like that. Job well done, Matthew Brownstein. This is really, 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 really good. A wonderful set of 10 questions to ask all of ourselves. If you happen to have thoroughly enjoyed this book, or if you are still enjoying the book, like I said, I want you all to go start to finish these are references for life just because i wrap up here i want you to continue until you finish the book that being said if you enjoyed this book by matthew brownstein um he's also written quite a few aside from this one uh and wonderful job wonderful job matthew really enjoy this book all right that was a cleanse doing a bit of a segue now it might seem slightly cheesy but it's sincere here (laughs) Uh, in recent months i partnered up with Salty Llama and uh, back in Earth Month I did bring up that partnership and offered the Cult of Kindness podcast an opportunity to find out just what on earth Salty Llama is it's not an upset animal (laughs) it is a brand of organic laundry detergent 
in the form of sheets. And I'm not just speaking it. I use them uh, as the creator of a green beauty line, as well as a podcast that is about kindness and finding our pure, natural, true selves. It only feels natural for me to also have clean, pure, untainted laundry. We catch my drift? (laughs) So I want you all to find out for yourselves. If you'd like to find out what Salty Llama is and how good it is, you can go onto the Salty Llama website. Use code, all caps, Marcy, M-A-R-C-I, Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y, at checkout. And you'll get a bit of a discount. And you, too, can be clean in every sense of the word. (laughs) A little cheesy, but I mean what I say. Go ahead. All caps. M-A-R-C-I-L-U-N-D-Y at checkout for Salty Llama. Get a bit of a discount and enjoy your organically clean laundry. All right, all. We're getting close to the season finale. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed our book of the month for this past June. I love you all. And if you're celebrating today, please celebrate safely. And that's that. I love you all. Take care.